madness, altering the very form of nature. The people cower behind city walls, losing their connections to history and all hope of a better life. But five seasoned adventurers, Allegan, gnome sorcerer, Mativus, Verana Samurai, Nydia, Hag Hedgewitch, Ogan the Anvil, Human Cleric, and Ravy, Half-Orc Magus Librarian, will be called out of retirement to battle monsters and the sickness itself, speak with the gods above and below, and separate myth from truth. Join us for the Great Old Ones. Or to Cloud. Hi. Hi, Cloud. We're recording. That was an awesome theme song, wasn't it? I'm a fan. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the game. Uh, we're going to get you caught up on what we did last episode, and then we're going to get to it. Um, there's probably going to be some nonsense, but Jim will edit the hell out of it, so we'll be fine. Uh, so let's see. Um, anybody want to catch us up on notes and tell us what happened last game? <laughs> last game, we uh, fought the stag with all the eyeballs, and then it started raining blood and gore. And we were all gross, so we uh, asked Gregory's staff owl. <laughs> she has an owl on staff. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Are there so, labor wages for that? <laughs> to lead us to some place where we could get shelter, and so he, the the owl. Uh, we do not know what gender this owl is. Uh, they led us to this giant tree that we have been crawling around inside of. We all learned that druids were real. Shocker. It's like Santa Claus is real. So there was a druid quarters where we found a chess and Nydia put a bracelet on <laughs> and suddenly got her eyeball back because she only had one eye and some other stuff and there's a map that has two sta stationary blips on it and one that's moving and then we came into a giant bigger room where there was this big obviously this big battle where everybody died including the hag that we think has been uh, destroying the druid wards and then we were in a room made of sunstone which we also thought was just in in there we believe that something was imprisoned inside of inside of a hollow statue and is now been released and and um then this weird thing happened where was the little metal maple leaf inside the scabbard yes that yes. the hag had yes, yes. And you took that out, and didn't somebody put it inside one of the druid wards? Ravy found it in the scabbard. She, like, turned it upside down. And just playing around with it, I kind of passed it over the scabbard. And that's when a hawk materialized out of it and gave me a look somewhere between pitying and anger. <laughs> I would say I'd say pity and wry amusement. Oh, no. Rye amusement and yeah. proceeded to fly out of the tree. Some condescension, maybe even. Oh yeah. Oh, we're going. Oh, we're going yeah. full puny mortals here. Yeah. <laughs> the, didn't the scabbard have the symbols of like seven different gods? Or yeah, seven, and, uh, seven that all seven. represented different sins. 
Yeah, the yeah. seven deadly sins. And one of and we figured out that the the woman with the dark hair, the blind woman with dark hair was lust. Draconic with four horns and the scar on their face was greed. Uh, emaciated Fay was glutton, and they are called Wendingo. Um, an owlbear skull beast that's wrath. But there was a young half elf with a hawk on their shoulder, and we don't know who that is. That's it. I think that caught everybody up. Good notes. Yay, everybody. Good notes. Teamwork is badass. <laughs> All right, gang. So I say we just jump right into it. So the bird materializes out of the scabbard, uh, lo- looks at you like, yeah, all done messed up now, and and takes off. So the bird is, is flapping kind of low to the ground. It makes its way through this little hallway here and around this corner, and you don't know where it goes from there because you kind of see it disappear. Does it look like a real yeah. bird? Yes. Um, it, it projected out like the owl did, which was which was iridescent, like you've seen Ravy's uh, messenger do, which is kind of an iridescent um, gossamer being. This thing looked like it was more uh, imprisoned, and it became free, and now it is it is it is a tangible bird. Should okay. I be worried? Do we have enough time as soon as we see it starting to go down the hall to start chasing after it? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to run after it, by all means, go for it. I would like to do that. Reckon, like we would have recognized. I mean, we just looked at the scabbard and saw the half elf with the hawk on it. So right. it's not like it would have, we would have forgotten that we need to look out, look out for a hawk. So right. I would like to chase after it, and I would like to um, try to cast Charitable Impulse. Okay. It felt like maybe it would listen to you, mm-hmm. but there's something else going on with this hawk, and that will superseded the initial role. So me chasing after them and saying, no, wait, we could totally use your help. Yeah, you look, you think, you think for an inkling of a second, the hawk itself was like, hey, maybe, maybe I can help this person. And then you think somebody is on the other end of a, you know, two tin cans and a string going, get your ass where I'm at, <laughs> kind of thing. And, uh, and the hawk is like, okay, okay, I'm on my way. If I were to round the corner and continue down, the hawk would be gone out the, oh. out the tree. Well, the, the hawk is here currently, so if you want to move oh. yourself, yeah, it's it's trying to leave, and you can continue to follow it as you wish. What's everybody else doing while this is happening? I drop the leaf. I'm not doing anything to the hawk, but I'm going to follow it. Okay. Anybody else? They're leaving. I'm going to head into the old room, and I want to see if there's any change on the map. Okay. Oh, we'll clever. Mystically ravey because I don't move very fast. I'll let the quicker members of the party uh, chase after the bird. Okay. So also, uh, I'll give Alagan a quick punch in the arm. Have we not learned anything about touching <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know I just yelled about it. I forgot about the cursed armor incident. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to split what's happening between the two of you guys. So I'm going to jump over to Ogan and Ravy, and then I'll jump back awesome. to you guys. So uh, you're looking at the map, and the uh, the two stationary lights are still stationary. Okay, the moving light is making really good time, 
and it's heading towards what you would be what would be considered the northern coast. There's a large ice wall, close to 100 stories tall, and then it it becomes like a a varying length ice kind of shelf that meets the ocean. So instead, if you picture like a beach made of sand, right? Like a, a very long beach, but instead of sand, it's all ice. It's kind but, of but a big wall. But a big wall, yeah. So there's a big wall, and then it drops down to this. You know, sometimes it's the width of a football field. Sometimes it's only a couple of feet wide beach, quote unquote. But that whole beach is just ice and then it's ocean. So there's like a lip essentially at the bottom of this giant ice wall that leads to the ocean. That's where this thing, this blip is headed, is towards that like ice beachy area. And it's making really good time. Like you do some quick math and this thing has to be flying because it's it's just moving quick as hell. But there are no new blips now. This no new blips. Free. So you guys around the corner, and um, <clears throat> Father Gregory is passed out cold. Uh, this this hawk is uh, is just moving quick, and it hits the barrier that the the owl staff created. It's going through it, but it seems to be moving in the same way that like an arrow shot into water moves. So it's it was moving like a regular bird would be flying, you know, kind of soaring, and it hits it, and it just kind of slows down inside of it as it's it's passing through. So it's it's able to move through the barrier. It's just you can watch it kind of temporally displacing as it's trying to move through it. Um, if that kind of visual makes sense to you, the puck is pretty small, right? Yeah, it's little. Yeah, screw it. Let's try this. What is this? Mage hand. See if I can't, I don't know, wrangle the bird back. Okay, so you cast, uh, and and the mage hand kind of leaps out as you're used to it doing in front of you. It Mm -hmm. moves towards the barrier. When the mage hand connects with the barrier, you feel a slight tingle. The spell reverses, and it writes itself back into your memory. So it is as if you have not cast it. Interesting. Right. So you didn't lose the spell. Yeah. It's a zero level, so... Oh, but I'm just uh, saying, like... Yeah, it, that's... I'm I, trying I to kind of... feel that it... Yeah. Yeah. It, it did not feel like a normal cantrip. No. It, well, it feels like whatever it just encountered has a form of, of negation that you're not familiar with. I'm going to pick up a stone and throw it at the bird because I want to see how objects interact, Barry, before I take my sword to it. So, I mean, you guys can see the bird is making headway. It's, uh, it's it, you know, it's almost through. You kick up the stone. I'm going to say you, like, kind of grab it with your tail, fling it up and into your hand and wing it at the, the barrier. You don't need a roll to hit. And uh, the stone hits the barrier, and then it slows. It's moving through the air, but it's moving at a different it's almost as if time moves differently in the confines of the barrier that's being created. Ah, oh, so there's no part of the bird that's on the our side of the barrier? Not yet, no. It's still within the bounds of the barrier. But it's almost out. By the time you would even get to it as if you were going to try to reach into the barrier to grab it, it would probably already be free. It's just, it's just weird and kind of disorienting watching this happen. Uh, so, I don't know, should we give it the, fe- the leaf? I'll say that out loud. I'd say that's a bad idea if it set it free. All right, so the bird, but it moves through, the, the, the hawk moves completely through the barrier. Oh, no. And it is it is out into the wild, 
Reality seems to jump for a second, and the Hulk takes to the air, and then it's it's up and out. And you guys are all focused uh, on that entrance and what's beyond that entrance. And you guys kind of watch as, uh, as time and space sort of fold in on themselves and shift slightly. And all of a sudden, there is a seven-foot-tall humanoid clad in brilliantly gleaming armor. It's, it's silver and gold. Uh, the, the being's skin is, uh, is kind of a greenish emerald color. Um, it has white amber silks draped from adornments that are coming off of its, its, its armor. Uh, it has all these effigies of blazing suns all over its armor. Uh, four massive wings spread out like plumes of white smoke behind it. Its head is uncovered. It's got this massive helmet with wings on it that's hanging from its belt. Its eyes are smoldering with like this uh, brilliant, radiant ruby kind of color. And it leans on this massive ruby great sword. Uh, the the sense of purity and law, it's almost painful as it wafts off of this being. And it kind of looks over its shoulder towards the hawk, which is disappearing into the distance. And it motions, and these two motes of ruby light uh, that look like kind of feral cherubs come out of its blade and take to the air and start chasing after this hawk. And then it just kind of turns and looks at the ward. And then it says, and come out, mortals. Come out and speak with I wish to know what you've learned in this hovel. Anybody got knowledge religion? I put my pants. I do. Yeah, you want to throw you guys do? <laughs> See, that'll, I'll do 25. Hey. Yeah, that'll do something. That'll do I, know, I know this guy's address. <laughs> <laughs> you do. It's the Silver City. Um, ah. Yeah, this is a this is a planetar. It's a uh, a lawful. Uh, it's the lawful representation of good. This being is considered the most powerful of the soldiers in the Silver City. Anything that would be above planetar status uh, within the confines of the Silver City, which are essentially Maya's version of, if you have to give it a dogmatic title, a heaven type area. Uh, the Silver City, the planetars are. You know, anything above them would be an individual of some sort, whether it be a god or a demigod or a titan or something. But that, you know, so this is a, a planetar. They don't just come out of the city. The chosen champions of the Silver City. Like the uh, angels, right? Ark. Key, key word. They're, they're, they're about slaying. They're about war. They're about death. They're not about talking. They're not about talking. So they're not necessarily lawful good. They're 100% lawful good. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> they're about, but they're 100% the hand of doom. Would okay, it. I'm, I'm going to, since I, I'm going to step forward and take one knee. Okay. So I'll ha- hail the uh, servant of the Silver City. We, we mean no ill will or harm. We only came upon this place to find out what is happening to our land. Oh, oh, no, no, do not, do not prostrate thyself, uh, young follower of Clang. No, no, please come, come beyond this veil that seems to be separating us so that we may speak, uh, holy man to holy man. Come, come out so that we may talk, my friend. 
Yeah, Ogan, stop prostatizing yourself. I we go down the hall. Dude, the I don't want to get chopped in half, do you? <laughs> Hi. We, we can hear you just fine through the barrier. It doesn't seem to block any sound. Oh, no, no. Please. Please come out so we may we may hold court together. Uh, I would love to share in your company, and it is such a beautiful day. Is it still raining gusts? <laughs> no, no. That... That hagbane is gone. She's she's moved on towards the north. Her spells will no longer hurt you. Come, come out, mortal friends. Come, let us let us sit together and speak of what you've learned in this hole. Why do you keep saying what? mortal like that? What is this hagbane's name? <laughs> I'm moving far away. <laughs> we sidling down the hall. Who's yes. got? Where are you, Ravy? I'm in the back by the sigil. Okay, I want you to throw me a perception check. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Oh, I just... <laughs> he might roll a 20. <laughs> He's ignoring you. And and it's it's to a degree that it's intentional. And you, you know that. Okay. Not just ignoring your question, you. Isn't she a, a follower of Solaris? She is indeed. I am. Uh, Gregory's still protected by the barrier, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yes. I'm gonna... Can I grab him and pull him a bit further in? Yeah, you can move him. Yeah, so I'll bring him to where... Further into the... Uh... Yeah, the barrier doesn't move. It's being projected from the staff, and it's... Uh... The staff's not with Gregory? Well, the staff is leaning next to him. Yeah, oh. I'll bring, bring that with him as well. Yeah. The staff, you touch it, and then sta- you you get the feeling that the staff wants to be right where the staff is, and the st- like you you very adamantly don't, don't move the non, staff. non-verbally get the impression that the staff is very much like, hey man, you want me to be right here right now? Okay. Yeah. I, just, I, just I don't think this is, to us, then. I don't think this is someone any of us in. should be talking to. Come out, friends, come. I'm standing over by the map. Do I yes. see a new blip? Uh, you don't see a new blip. You just see the other blip move. The one that was in the sky. Closer to the icy coast? Yeah, and faster. It's and put, I, uh, it's put in distance. On, on the, the planet are? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. You rolled a one. <laughs> oh, jeez. You, you almost think it's a good idea to go out and talk to him. Oh, I'm kind of like, okay, everyone go. That's yeah, not much better. Can I roll knowledge planes to give me any more information as to who this guy is? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I try as well. I say we yeah. all ignore nope. him and go away. Yeah, y'all have no idea. You feel it? Wow, guys. Okay. <laughs> we got nothing. We know nothing about planes. <laughs> yeah. I uh, see Ravy disappear around the corner, and I know that no one's gone there, so I'd like to run really fast. Uh, I'm curious if I know anything about this guy. So, uh, Solarians have an interesting... um, Solarians are a lot like followers of Volkos. They have a very interesting uh, place in Maya and what Maya does. Uh, So the problem with with demons and archons and planetars and beings of the Solar City and beings of the pit and the abyssal wastes and whatnot is... They they all ply the trade of of knowledge, secrets, souls, things of that nature. Uh, Followers of Solaris and the Solaris minds themselves, that is indicatively truth. So so you know it's 
It's let me tell you a story about a werewolf and a bunch of people go, ah, werewolves are bullshit. And they're like, actually, here's all the different variations of werebeasts there are. And this is how they actually work and operate. And so that causes a little bit of um, shakiness in people's belief structures. Mm -hmm. So things that ply on belief, whether they be uh, entities of good or evil or what have you, have a tendency to be very wary because the easiest way to crumble uh, belief is by just showing somebody that there's a different side to the story. And so, uh, you know, scribes and librarians and uh, folk teller, you know, folk stories and enthusiasts and storytellers and people like that don't mesh well with beings whose power comes from a place that needs belief to operate. So they tend to not deal with them. So you, you kind of already understand why this thing would just ignore you, because if it recognizes you as existing, that on some level it has to say that you you were there and then whatever you say must hold value and therefore that could diminish its strength on the back end omnipotent jerkwad got it yeah pretty much yeah that's that's the best but way he, for that to come across but he has no problem with my deity i guess because he no, knows well, who I, I was without even saying anything Exactly. He has no problem with your deity. Uh, he has no problem with you. He really wants you to come out and talk to him. Uh, or at least that's what he's telling you. I say we go the other way. I'm with you. I rolled a 17 for knowledge planes. And I'm assuming that I'm correct in uh, imagining that a lawful good planar prob planetar probably wouldn't be too cool with the hag. I smote you where you stand. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm telling everyone we should go and find another way out of here, not that way. I slowly back up and give two finger guns a... See you later. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to check out the rest of the cave, and then we will will report on our findings. Ye old finger guns. (laughs) (laughs) Ye old crossbow guns. Whip, whip. So who's the? La- I I need to know marching order. Who's the last one out? I'll, I will be the last one out. All right. So it it fixes you with its gaze, and for a second, uh, you you don't even get a roll for this one. I'm sorry. For a second, uh, you're stunned in your tracks, and you can hear it. It can't talk in your mind. You're you know these things can speak telepathically, so it's something has to be stopping it from being able to use its magic on you. But you can hear it say, "We are timeless, mortal. We will wait." Climb be, just, be with you. It just leans on its sword and stands outside the entrance. Climb be with you, deuces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Ye old finger guns. <laughs> Smoke bomb and then run away. Could we I'm be tracking Gregory? I'm leaving the way out of here through okay. the other side. Yeah, what? What's I'm going on with Gregory? Are you just leaving him there? Uh, no, no. Uh, I pulled him further in, but I can't actually move his little token. Oh, sorry. The staff is staying where it is, right? Yep. Staff yeah. doesn't want to move. Okay. Maybe, okay. Just, wow. maybe just move him to the... Just inside, oh. like, to one side or the other? Yeah, yeah. Out of eyesight. Because then when we come to get... If we find a way out, we can get him without him seeing us come back for him. Oh, yeah. Right. That's a good idea. That's why he's the captain of the guard. Like right here. <laughs> Wait, now I can't. I'll have Dragon. I have, an, I have 17 strengths. So. I don't really right deal here. with omnipotent beings, but I'm 
beginning to feel like we need to get out of here. <laughs> you moved around the corner. No, no, put yourself back. You were right here. Yep, right there. That's where you are. Okay. Something happens. So let me let let's let that happen. Hold on. And please move Gregory so the planetar can't see him. All right. I need uh, Mativus to throw me a reflex check. Whoever came around the corner first was going to have to throw it. So. All right. Um, so I'll explain one in a second. So you come around the corner. The tunnel leads to a room that is lightly illuminated with lavender light. The back wall smells of compost, and there's a small pool of icy blue water that seems to be uh, naturally fo- forming near this, which is a compost pile back here. And this is a little pool of blue water. There, it's blue. You can see that it's that. Do, 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 do. A few garden tools lay against this wall back here next to the compost. Very basic gardening tools. There's a the sweet smell of like a lavender and clove are drifting through this room. And an arrow bolts out of the fungus patch, comes out from right here in front of you, comes straight down and tags you for five points of damage. <clears throat> and you, you kind of, like it hits you and it hurts and you look up and you see, we see this little guy. Now, Is that a little mushroom person? this guy, he's purple and gold and he's holding a longbow very shakily. His body is lined with slashes and grooves, and he's, he's very weak. Uh, he see if, if, if fungus could bleed, it looks like he's real hurt, and he's, he's knocking another arrow with a little shaky hand, and you can tell he's really struggling, and he's just kind of looking at you, and he's shaking, and he's just kind of staring at you. You drop that arrow, it's the last thing you'll do. He kind of looks like he's really trying hard to, to a staunch warrior, but he just can't muster the strength, and he kind of collapses to one side, and his fat little head lulls forward, and he kind of slumps, and his little golden eyes seem to be dimming, uh, and his little his bow clatters to the ground, a little handful of arrow, the, the arrows, they lie in the dirt because he doesn't have the strength to hold them anymore, and he's just kind of laying there wheezing. Oh, no! Nadia, you want to go help him? I do. Uh, with a nature check, tell me what he is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's a mycon. He's a little mushroom man. And those little scratches, do they look like hag scratches? I mean, so everybody that's going to be in the room, be in the room, and then we'll go from there because okay. you guys are still in the hallway. All right. So. I would run in um, and tell Matavius to maybe hold off. Yeah. <laughs> You shot me with an arrow. Yeah, I'm gonna say my boy's got an arrow sticking out of him. <laughs> I know you have an arrow in you, but he's kind of dying. Well, I, I, just to, <laughs> <laughs> I just to be sure um, want to cast peace bond oh, with the arrow. Can I? Uh, um, can someone check if this is poison tipped? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a fungus man. <laughs> Peace Bond is not in my spell list, so I guess I didn't take it after all. I will run up wishing that I had learned Peace Bond. (laughs) And (laughs) instead we'll cautiously get close to them. Still still weak. It looks worried and kind of scared. Okay, so I say, it's okay. Um, The hag that broke in here has died. I'd like to help if you need help. Copo. Copo dom. D. D. Kaze. Kaze gom. Kaze. Kaze gom. Higre. And it points to you. 
Higre Compte. Higre. And it motions to the, the marks on its body that are just... You can tell now that you're closer that it's these wounds are infected. It's not with the sickness, but like it's been blighted. You've seen this kind of dark hack magic before. Like yeah. something something horrible has been done to this little creature. And okay. it's it's, mar- it's motioning to the marks. He 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 um and I wave my hands. I didn't do that. <laughs> and I'm going to find a healing spell I can do. On them. It it points to the wall behind it. Goo Gudrakt kommt, Jacked goom, goom, kommt for goom. What do we see? It, you can see that the beyond the the mushrooms back here, mm-hmm. there's a naturally forming cavern in the wall. Oh. Uh, like a small passageway. He he gray kommt for goom. He gray, kich, kopo, kopo guard. Guard. And then the little, the little guy is burble. Like you can see, he starts to burble. And and oh, no. the black sickness is coming out of his mouth. No, no, no. He's been blighted. I touched them. I grabbed them with my hand. And you, your hands kind of sink into it, like if you were touching something that had been molded or rotted quickly. No. So it's like, uh, it's like you're like watching him rot in front of you. And he just kind of. The, the light comes kind of dies from his little eyes and he just kind of shakes and starts to decompose into compost on the ground. Oh, the cure light wounds didn't work. Nah. Oh, so sad. <laughs> I draw a little pair of horns on the ground and say a little, send a little message to Fultrace to please leave this um, guardian's body to where they need to go. He's gone. Poor little guy. Super insensitive, but hey, there's a, there might be a passage over here. Matavius is cured, by the way. Nice. Points back. <laughs> Even with the one, I meant, I meant to roll 1d8 plus seven, so. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. Can we detect what's on the walls? What's on the, like the the mushrooms? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, um, they're giant purple uh, Noctivane, which is like a type of uh, they're massive fungus that are normally used to uh, to make like clothing. They're just kind of okay. fibrous. They're really good quality. It's kind of like silk. You have to process it a little differently. Hence, it's safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no sickness down here. You've kind of, I mean, you're looking at it and you're like, well, that's really friggin' weird. But it looks like whoever lived here was cultivating these things. Batavius, I vote you for lead. How big is the passageway? Um, it's about three feet wide by about five feet tall. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a tight squeeze. Sure. Well, not not for the gnome or, or the monkey man. You, know, <laughs> you can roll right through. Should we do something with Father Gregory or are we just going to go scout ahead? I think he's fine. <laughs> I think the idea is scouting ahead and then coming back. Okay. We can move him into this bit so he's a bit safer. Might be smart because what happens if he wakes up and decides to talk with the fun, omnipotent man on the other side? Wouldn't oh. he have woken when we dragged him? Let's drag him into here. We're right, right here into the dirt. How about I drag him in and you guys go check out the passageway? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna check to see if there's anything that can hurt me before I go into it. 
All right, so looking through the, the passageway goes on for close to 30 yards. It widens up once you get about 10 feet in. Um, it's about 8 foot wide and uh, about 12 foot tall. Cautiously enter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, mean, I, I can, got you shot last time. <laughs> I, can, I can jump maps if you want. We can jump maps if that's where you guys are. If you guys are heading that way. Well, uh, not, I'm not going outside, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if Matavius goes, I'll be behind him. After I drag um, Father Gregory to relative safety, I'll follow. Okay. Uh, remember to write right here in the sound. I'm so sad. You're sad. Uh, I'm so make, sad about that. We can make that. some mushroom pasta and just like console ourselves later. Oh, oh no. What's uh? What's really crazy is that little guy has been around for a while. So he's super tasty. Is that the same one? Yeah. Except for now, oh. with the hag blight. Yeah, this is where he meet. He met his end. Oh. He's that like, little... he's like those uh, mushrooms in the bottom of your mushroom box that have been in there too long, and they get all slimy. Yeah. That little dude has been kicking it around in Maya for some time. And now he's kicked the bucket. What is this? Four times now. Yep. This is where he meets his end. Scoop him up. Plant a seed in it. He'll carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not a not a not a bad uh, asset, uh, you know. So. I say just add some garlic, a little bit of butter. <laughs> he's delicious. Sounds good. Cook him with, with some shallots and white wine. Oh yeah, you know, let it re- reduce. Yep. Make a nice duck salad. Uh, kind of reminds me of like the elder in the Toad Kingdom, Mario. He's super delicious. <laughs> aged, aged perfection. Are you hungry? <laughs> I already ate. I gotta move everybody. Some of mushrooms are delicious. I'm, I'm moving around your token. Especially like magic them. mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I like the the little button ones a lot. Fan of Chantrals. I don't think I've ever had one of those. I'm allergic to Portobello and Portobello adjacent ones. Portobello adjacent? That's awesome. I didn't know yeah. it was a thing. Uh, is it the Chantrals? No. Okay. This is Criminy. Good. Criminy are little baby Portobellos. So, okay. So what's, what's what, do, what do we have for vision? I Dark vision have... 60 feet. Dark okay. vision. No, I just have flare. <laughs> Regular regular vision is 60 feet, right? Everybody's got 60? 60. Well, that's not as much what I'm worried about as I'm trying to kind of figure out... Trying to calculate what to expose? Yeah, because you guys... This is going to be interesting. Oh, no. Dynamic lighting? No, fuck. No, I'm not doing that to you guys. <laughs> what if I 50, 55, 60? I hate dynamic lighting. I would never do that to you guys. I've got light and I have flare, meaning I like to read at night. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh! This is lovely. Very psychedelic. Um, the passageway goes on for close to thirty yards, and then it opens to a massive underground chamber. The light is dim, and in the bioluminescent twilight, you can make out bits and pieces of strange things in the gloom. Now, your night vision, dark vision, infravision, low light vision is all being screwed with, based on the bioluminescent uh, mushrooms that are in here, and then the uh, the dawnstone or sunstone that the, the the ground seems to be made of it's it's disorienting but not uncomfortably so it just 
messes with your eye's ability to focus in the other spectrums that you would be used to seeing in like a natural light setting. Kind of like you're being under like a black light or something. Exactly. It's a it's it's a weird side effect of of the everything that's kind of here. So it's not disorienting you in the sense that it's making you like uncomfortable, but it is removing your ability to perceive in certain spectrums. So kind of like Predator's Vision, where it's like flipping through the different Viewmaster modes. Your only Viewmaster mode right now is like normal vision mode. But this is what you see. Feel free to ask questions. What's all what this? are the things on the ground? Okay, so um, I, I guess you're talking about these uh, six black objects? Yes. Right here? Okay. Yeah. That's um, a start. <laughs> that's a start. Let's start with those. So those are six five-foot cubes. Uh, they are carved out of iron, and they have blue luminous runes um, carved on them that kind of run along their surface, and they are, uh, they're all sitting on top of this kind of sand uh, that makes this little kind of shoaly beach. Now, uh, you could throw a knowledge magic if uh, you know, arcane, occult, any of that, uh, and get a little bit more information about them. Dear Lord, that's a 34. Wow. I'll tell you everything. Like, literally, I'll just give you everything I have on this. And that's that's, why, you, that's why you bring the librarian with you. <laughs> Everybody stop rolling. We're good. Yeah. I love Mativis comes in with the 12, like, well, actually. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Dick. He no. goes and points at it and goes, this is made of iron. I, I, what, what I'll do, I'll point it, and I'll point at everyone and go, don't fucking touch it. <laughs> Those are cubes. So, uh, Ravi, your brain kind of works in a, a beautiful mind sort of way, and uh, you see the equations f- shifting and moving together, and what you know is that uh, this is binding magic. It's old. Uh, it's it's definitely arcane in nature, but it has uh, ties to na- the natural world, so it's arcane magic that is being used to produce effects that uh, what a wood priest, quote-unquote, or as you now kind of come to realize druids would use it is the kind of bridging spell work that would be between a natural sphere of magic and an arcane sphere of magic with this many of them together they have they seemingly have been put in this place to stop something massive from exiting or entering so whatever they're here for there are there are things above and below that can't cross this boundary and the, this is like big old magic, like moving them, screwing with them, touching them, painting on them, sitting on them. Not things you would want to do just because uh, even the smallest infraction could allow something to come through and you don't want that. Do we First see thing I would the say smallest infraction? Touch nothing. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be completely undisturbed. Like this is old school Wahidus. Like this is some powerful hoodoo right here. So it doesn't look like the hag made it through here. No. Okay. No. No footprints in the sand, Mm-mm. except ours. Okay. Great. That's actually a, a a big thing right there. There's no footprints in the sand except yours. Oh. Touch absolutely nothing. Close to that cube, right? What you mean, this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm wondering if we're going to address the elephant in the room or whatever this the green thing is. Green skeletal figure oh okay so um that that is that is definitely skeletal definitely 
not moving. No, no. It's um, it's a massive skeleton. Uh, from what you can see of it, you're not really sure what it's a skeleton of yet because it's so huge. Its bones seem to be a breeding ground for moss and lichen, mostly uh, verdant green. Um, it's a, it's kind of a biosphere biosphere of little underground plant life. It's also dotted with bright little purple and red flowers. The bones seem to be super brittle because it looks like these plants have been growing on them for decades and just kind of drank the marrow and nutrients out of the bones, leaving them almost like uh, almost like worm-eaten, but not from a worm, clearly from plants. There is some bits of, of, of some sort of flesh you can kind of make out here, uh, under the water, kind of drifting, uh, catching glimmers of light, kind of a greenish-colored flesh, kind of scaly. That, that's kind of also fallen to the nature of entropy and time. So that's all you can make out from this vantage point. I say move a little closer, Matavius. <laughs> I'll do so cautiously. I just don't want to stand next to a cube, so I'm moving. <laughs> right all right, goes back. Is this that's... tail like in the sand or is it like arching over? It's uh, it's it's in the sand, um, but it where the shadow is, it's an archway, so you can walk mm-hmm. under anywhere that there's like a little, little shadow. Looks like a dragon. Uh, it's a massive draconic corpse. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a big dragon. With how many horns? Uh, it has three, one on one side and two on the other, which is kind of an anomaly. Like, is there? Does it look like one broke off? No, Brone is of course very brittle. Uh, as it's been there over decades. Bits of dragon flesh kind of lazily drag from the bones in the water. Um, bits of cartilage and hide are still kind of floating in the water. But I mean, it looks like the little uh, underground fish and stuff that live in this water have been eating off of it for for ages. Mativus, throw me perception from where you're standing. Wow, Jesus, a 22. A 20, nice. Um, you can see that through the rib cage um, juts a single spire of stone that seems to be shaped from this uh, this sand. Unlike the rest of the geological formations that dot the landscape, it seems like the earth itself rose up in, in almost like a defiant rage and pierced this monster through its chest. The rest of the sand is kind of like a, a, a powdery, shimmery kind of uh, gold and warm bronze collection. Uh, it kind of radiates warmth. It's not anything uncomfortable, it's not hot, but like it's it's all kind of loose. But this, uh, this one pillar looks like something forced all of the sand together and brought it up in a single, uh, almost like spear of earth that went through the chest of this, this beast and I'll, slayed it. I'll turn to our like, spellcasters and, uh, and Ravi, our librarian, go, you know anything about terraforming magic? So it looks like the sand has killed the dragon. Honestly, this isn't registering. Whatever it is, is not on your radar. It's weird. Yeah. I'm gonna try uh, spellcraft for the okay. uh, the pillar. Okay. Yeah, this is de- de- um, definitely like a shape earth. Uh, looks like it was probably cast pretty high level. Somebody conjured the earth together to spear this beast. Now, is shape earth uh, like a regular like wizards or sorcerer spell that we would have known of, or is that like druidic magic? Yeah. Uh, but... There's a lot of different people well, that yeah. can cast it. But to cast one of such a immense size that can bring down a dragon of this size, right. we're talking yeah. a serious spell slinger. 
No doubt. Is that like a, a hut up ahead, or like a stage? Uh, yes. Haha. <laughs> so, good question. Um, coming out of the cavern wall, because this is all, so. So the water is here. This is all water. Uh, over here in the dark area is uh, is like the side area here is, is a cavern, and back here there's a cavern wall. Coming out of the cavern wall, kind of up out of the water at a slight angle, is Dawnstone. It's like you're looking at a wall made of the stuff that has two large uh, doors. They're smooth. May I suggest as a party we do not open these doors? <laughs> well, which doors do you suggest we open? Because going the other way is not really uh, something I think we're going to be able to do. Uh, give it a, a knock with Mage End. Do we want to, like, walk all the way around and make sure there's no other caves, cave entrances? Is there, is there anything on the doors? Nope. They're plain, simple doors. They've got hinge. The doors are made of Dawnstone. The hinges are made of, like, this green. It's not jade. Uh, it's kind of like a limestone kind of greenish color. Uh, the hinges are made of that. Doesn't seem to be any locks. Just doors. I'm going to open the door. Okay. I draw my sword as she opens the door. Yeah, I'm readying my hammer as well. Door opens into a massive room. I can take you to another map if you want to go to the map. If you want to stay here and look around, you can stay here and look around. Just let me know what you want to do. Well, I I wanted, I before they did that, I was hoping that I could walk all the way around and see if there were any other cave entrances. Okay. We'll say that you can, you can take a look around while everybody's uh, doing their knowledges and stuff like that. Um, as you walk around, you notice that this seems to be the only little island um, that's here. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any other entrances. Uh, there appear to be uh, larger fish in the water. Some are more like dark shapes moving underneath the water, um, but they don't seem to take any notice of you uh, or, or likely care about your presence. They seem to just be going about their natural little fishy lives. Um, or some giant mushrooms, but it, it seems like this is a, a bubble that has been kind of formed out of this rock. It's a natural forming cave or natural formed cave in the sense that it's been here long enough that it's a part of nature, but it, it seems to also have been formed in such a way that possibly aeons past it was carved or conjured. Or shaped. Or shaped. <laughs> there, um, I know, like dragon scale, dragon bone, dragon teeth, all have like magical properties. I mean, is any of that salvageable, or is it just too old and dusty? Yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately, with all of the nutrients and everything that's been kind of leached out of it by all these plants, it's just uh, it's been here too long. Okay. Uh, any any potency or uh, armors or magic components that you would get from this have just been kind of drained over the years of it being here. Okay then, well, I'm following Ravian then. Yeah, I'll follow y'all in. Same. Yep. Cool. Okay, so, um, the room that you've opened. Yeah. Is it another sunstone room? A dawnstone, yeah. It's dawnstone. all made of dawnstone. Which is weird, and uh, and I, I can't. I, I will continue to stress this as much as possible. It is unnerving, uh, but also comfortable at the same time. Is this is Dawn our first Stone. time seeing Dawnstone, though, right? Yes. Is, yeah. Okay, Dawnstone is different than Daystone. 
No, it's the same thing. Sunstone. Oh, no, Daystone, you're right. Oh, it is the same. Yeah, it's all the same. Okay. Also, you say I'm brave, but I really just want to get out of here. Yeah. He's looking for an exit. I'm guessing there's four there. Well, omnipotent Bing back at the door does not bode well with me. No. And there, are four, there are four rooms, or yeah. four doors. Um, also, I do not want to get slayed. The room is massive. Um, it's over 30 feet wide and easily double that in width. Um, it has a domed ceiling, which is connected to the floor by large stone pillars carved with serpentine shapes. <laughs> the floor is cluttered with bits of rubble and dust, and the corners are piled with cobweb shrouded skeletons. Now, this is all really weird because the floor, walls, and ceiling are all made of a stone that radiates about uh, about, about a light candle's um, amount of, of light. So it's all very calm. It's all very soothing. It's all very, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice, comfortable light level, so it's not blinding. Uh, it, it gives off a slight uh, warmth that's comfortable, like warm sheets warmth. But at the same time, like the floor is scattered with debris and dust and bone fragments. And there are cobwebs and skeletons in the corners. So it's like, uh, it's like being in a haunted house. If the walls of the haunted house were kind of made of warm hugs. So it's very, it's very weird. It's, it's tripping. You know, all of you are kind of like, what the hell? Like it's, (laughs) it's uncomfortable, but at the same time, what it's made of is forcing you to be comfortable. So it's kind of playing. Nydia is saying, is thinking out loud and saying, you know, y'all, um, Walter always gets sad every winter. The seasonal affective disorder. I bet you one of these uh, blocks would be really good to have in his house. Don't touch anything. <laughs> I don't learn anything. <laughs> I shake your wrist. <laughs> okay. I I would like to go to one of the corners and look at a skeleton. Okay. Do they have armor on them? I mean, you can move yourself over to whatever corner you want to move to. All of the corners have little bone piles. Oh, they all do? Mm-hmm. These are doors, by the way. These little... Yeah. Okay. What, I wanted to inspect one of the doors just to see if there was anything on it. All right. Um, so first, the skeletons are old. Like, super old. Um, ancient, even. Uh, close to... Well, throw me a medical roll. Yeah. Okay. 25. That's nice. Um, yeah, they're probably close to 15,000 years old. <laughs> I tell you all that. Yeah. Are these circles columns? Yes, they're columns. Oh, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. With no, it's cool, man. Any vestment or articles of clothing have long since rotted away. Uh, just time itself. Most of them seem to have been, uh, but but like kind of looking at the bone, uh, the bone seems to have been broken or cleaved clean through. Although any remain, uh, you know, any of the remnants of any kind of death dealing weapons or even weapons themselves have long been lost to time. Uh, all, hu- all humanoid. Yes, all humanoid. And all of them look like they were slayed at some point. Yes. Well, they're skeletons now, so... But, like, you can see, like, a cleaved <laughs> clean yeah, bone. You can see bones have been cleaved and crushed. Definitely. They didn't die gently in their sleep. No, no, they did not. 
as far as the doors go, um, all of the doors, except for the center one, which is this one, in front of Ravi, that okay. door is different than the other three doors. Okay. Um, okay. So the other three doors are just very basic doors, kind of like the front doors. They're stone. They have the. They have no adornment. They have no latches, no locks, nothing like that. They have the hinges made of green stone. Now, the door that Ravi's standing in front of is a large stone door carved with various depictions of robed figures. Their arms are raised to the sky. That's about the the bottom third of the door is that. The middle portion of the door, there's a massive winged feathered serpent with its wings that are uh, its wings are spread out and the wings transition through the carving from being feathers. The farther they get away from the body, they become they're carved kind of like um, falling palm leaves or like palm fronds, like the like a tropical leaf uh, is what its feathers are becoming. And its neck is crooked, crooked up. Its mouth is open. It's roaring towards the sky. And then inside of its mouth, the jaws of its mouth on the top third of the door is a bejeweled green egg that is shrouded in a carving that looks like green flame. I can walk back through the description again if you need me to. Is it like more an of a- actual How egg? How many horns does this uh, beast have? Okay, yes. uh, what was the first question? How many horns does the beast have? None. It is a. It's a. It's a quaddle. It's a feathered serpent. Oh, it's not a, it's like, not a dragon. Yeah. So it's like it's not a dragon. It's a. It's a. It's like a large snake being with feathers, giant feathered wings. And is it an actual egg in the door, or is it a picture of an egg? It is. It's a jeweled uh, object. It's a faceted jeweled okay. object, but the rest of it's carved. So like the flame around it is carved. Snake is uh, the feathered serpent is carved. Figures and robes are all carved out of this thing. The only thing that that juts in any way, shape, or form is that egg, which it is like a, a jewel that's been put into the door. And then, of course, green stone hinges and stuff. No locks, no nothing. Just and it's just a single panel door, not a double door. Yep, just a single panel door. Okay. Uh, I put my hand on uh, on Ravi's shoulder and say, "Don't touch that." <laughs> uh, shout over to Allegan. Like, you're you telling me? Any, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not been touching stuff. <laughs> you guys been touching stuff. And the, what the about the chess Halligan. piece? What about the chess piece? Oh, snap. Oh, I said snap. There, I need to be banished. I touched it after all. <laughs> but can someone get a ma- see if there's any magic coming off this before we start messing? Sure. I'll do detect magic. The, the, the door in no way, shape, or form radiates magic. Uh, there's a low octarine glow on the stone, but that's all of the stone, and that's just due to the nature of what it is. Uh, but the door, the the little gemstone that's set in it, all of that, none of that seems to be magic. Can I cast fine traps on it? The door does not appear to be trapped. I think whoever died in this room died for a reason in this room. And you knock on the door? Young? Yeah. I mean, it, it shifts slightly because it's not locked, nor does it have a latch, but it doesn't open. It just kind of... And you said the other doors are locked. Yeah, the other, none of the doors have locks. There's no locks or hinges or doorknobs or handles on any of these doors. They seem more like panels that you can push on a hinge. 
It's they're doors in the most rudimentary sense of the word door. And this is the only one that has any carving or any marking on it at all. Indeed. If I push on it, what happens? It opens. <laughs> so you open the door. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, I'm just saying, if it doesn't have any hinges, if it doesn't hold have on, Hold on, hold on, move yourself doorknobs. back out of the door. Move out, move back, move up. There we go. <laughs> I'm just going to open the door. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Now I'm ready for action. Well, well. Uh, poop. So, uh, let's see. It's a long hall, and it drops in a succession of wide flights of stairs. The ceiling is some 20 feet above and drops smoothly along with the floor. Uh, an emerald uh, radiance comes from hundreds of green candles that burn with an olive-colored flame. These candles are set all across the floor, uh, and steps among massive piles of hardened wax. Uh, and between uh, a few inches to a few feet deep um, as they get close. So like they're only a few inches thick closer to that pathway in the middle. And then they are, uh, they're, they're a few feet thick as they get closer to the door. And they leave only a, a narrow cleared path through this, uh, through this room. And you moved yourself, move yourself back. You were here. I was yeah. just getting out of the way of arrows. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's it's a big room. It's stairway leading down to another door, uh, and there's lots of candles. And it looks like the can like as you're looking at the candles, it looks like maybe at one point these candles burned with like a like a normal flame, but now it seems they all just have like caster flame on them. Maybe we should check the other doors. I was gonna say maybe we check the other doors before we make a uh, a forward oh, decision. Yeah, I want to see what happens. I want to try to open this one. Okay. Just gently test it. Um, this room smells of spice and old earth. A large three-foot-high stone slab is overgrown with moss and vinery. The That's this kind of whole wall over here. I don't know why my pointy thing doesn't work. Are you seeing my circles at all? No. No. That's really frustrating. That This kind of thing, the long thing that's against the wall. Um, yeah, that. There's, yeah. Okay, so that is a, that's a large three-foot-high stone slab that's overgrown with moss and vinery. The green growth is spread all over the room. Um, there's some heavily rotted wooden barrels. They're in a they're they're petrified wood at this point, um, almost like a stone like texture. Uh, and they sit around the room, but it looks like a lot of this uh, this growth has just uh, th- there was some sort of flower bed here maybe, and it just has overgrown with moss and lichen, and and just started to kind of grow out into the room over the years. Looks like somebody's small spice rack has gone uh, insane over the amount of time it's been sitting in here. Flourished. Right. Because the walls do radiate light, uh, which can be consumed by plants, so... Go ahead. Someone else check a door. I was going to check this door over here where I am. Okay. The door is... uh, (laughs) Salut. The door is, of course, stone and barren of adornment. Um... You know, you'd almost miss it if it weren't for the hinges. Uh, it slides open. You smell kind of spices and herbs. 
the room, like the rest of this place, is constructed of the Dawnstone. Um, so it's it's completely illuminated. Uh, that kind of comes from the stone itself. Um, the door, as you open it, kind of smears this collection of overgrowth that's over here in the corner. Looks like maybe potatoes and mold had run rampant. You know, herbs that seem to have been just left forever, and they're feeding off of each other and the moisture in the air. Uh, this thing in the corner with the circle is a green stone oven. Looks like, uh, you know, somebody built a, a makeshift kind of barbecue pit sort of oven out of this green stone. That's the same stone that the hinges are made out of. It's, you know, it's the ages of disuse. There's a, against the far wall is a large green stone bar um, with some green stone stools sitting in front of it. Figures I would find the kitchen. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what you found. There's one more door by me. Hey, Allegan, there's another door. Hey. Do you want to open it? Or do you want to take the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? I will open the final door. Aren't there other doors inside of the rooms? Yes, there's... Yes, uh, but we're yeah. checking these rooms before we... This room is dusty and cobweb-covered, like the others. Um, while the dawn stone gently glows, it has, uh, you know, it's just like a startling. It, it, it's a weird paradox. I mean, it just makes you kind of uncomfortable because it's, it's it's weird and unsettling. There's like dirt and grime and age everywhere, but at the same time, there's just this shiny stone. Probably uh, no cockroaches. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> the room is simply appointed. Two bed frames of stone sit along one wall. Um, whatever sheets or pillows that were on them have kind of homogenized into a, a, a dust-like fabric mound. You know, just opening the door and the little bit of air movement seems to kind of stir them like you would stir like a dandelion tuff. Um, along this back wall over here, there's a small stone rack. Maybe You get the impression that it might have been some sort of weapons rack at some point, but it's just been so long that anything that was in it would have, you know, calcified ages ago and it just kind of become dust so the stone is still there but if there was you know spears or shields or swords or whatever in that rack they're they're gone I think I found the barracks and I throw the skull to about it there in that room okay it clatters down the stairs and rolls probably a few feet more satisfied Nothing's jumped out to, to get it. And it might be safe to go down. <laughs> Let's check it out. Fortune favors the bold. Go check out that room first. I walk in. I walk into the room. Okay. I've got you back. Alright. I'm following these two schmubs. <laughs> Alright. As I get closer to the other door, is there anything carved there? No, the other door is uh, clear of adornment. Okay. <laughs> adornment. Adornment. <laughs> that's that's adorable. Uh, is there is there anything um, with all this moss and everything? Do I can I see anything through the moss? Well, this is all wax. It's all the candles. Oh, this that's right. Candles. Yeah, it's arcane, wax. arcane flame. Yeah, that's right. Now. How tall are you? How tall is Elegan? He is... One moment, I can tell you exactly what I put down. He is three and a half feet. Three and a half feet tall. 
think that's just tall enough. Oh boy. It was really more like three four point nine, but and he, and he walks with a slouch. <laughs> All right. Yep, that's what I thought. Okay, you're small enough. That All sounded right. like a threat. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's a threat. It's a threat. Maddie, There's go ahead and throw me. Sizes, I'm about to go on. Yeah, go go ahead and throw me a, a reflex check. <sighs> oh, good. I'm terrible at that. You're also tiny. Oh, oh yeah, you are. Oh, that's a one, bro. Oh. oh, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get both my attacks off before you even uh, before anybody else even gets into initiative. Huzzah! Whose idea was it to come to this room? Mine. <laughs> it was. Oh, I thought it was mine. Okay. <laughs> Look, I asked if you guys were gonna go through the other doors in the other rooms. A wax okay, maybe, maybe oh I won't explain what it is in a second. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I'm guessing. Just, Sorry. Listen, we're old <laughs> Hey, man, let me tell the story, okay? <laughs> we, we, better, we know a thing or two about a thing or two, yeah. young man. So, uh, I'm going to roll to hit Maddie. This is flat foot. That's not footed, right? Yeah, hold on. I also don't get a plus 15. I do not understand flat footed. Flat-footed is not in D&D 5e, and I have I do not understand. Uh, you don't get your dex. You don't get a dodge bonus. Being it caught totally just, unawares. Right. Yeah, it is literally just your armor and your size. Right. It's a surprise round kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Surprise! Version. It's a yeah. round! <laughs> <laughs> I get a plus 13. But, right. uh, so starting now, these rolls... Are the actual rules. okay? All right. So does twenty-two hit you? Oh, ouch! Yes. Does a twenty-eight hit you? Yes. Okay. Oh I'm, my! I know a twenty-two hits you. You guys, you might get annoyed with that, but it's something I do. I'm just gonna ask if it hits, uh, yeah. even if the previous roll was lower. And it hits a plus thirteen. Wow. Yeah. Actually, on my second, <laughs> on the second hit, my armor goes up by twenty-six. <laughs> What? Due to a special ability that I took. No, that's the kind of thing that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you asking? Yeah. Because yeah, no, because that's why. We all got Dude, really no. silent because we're all whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa, no, that's no, amazing, okay. elegant. Okay. Small aside though, that's some BS these idiots have pulled on me before. That's actually worked because they've put it together and we've not known how late. I, <laughs> I played a monk that made a trip attempt. Uh, and purposely failed, and it gave me five more attacks. Ah. In Maya, there's there's always been a running gag in Maya uh, through all the players that there's someone that they just know as the demon, and the demon sits in a room <laughs> with a scrying ball and watches every party that adventures and takes notes, and then sells those notes to people who build dungeons and castles and traps so that when the party comes up with something incredibly <laughs> ingenious that circumvents half your dungeon that you've spent three weeks building, uh, the demon then takes those notes to the next person who's building said dungeon or what have you and, uh, and show, don't do this because they've gotten smart. This is how you fix it. So they're, they're, I ask lots of questions. Why you flies or other vermin? <laughs> You'll never find vermin anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so both All of those right. hit you. So what happens? Uh, hold on one second, I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, well, you're, get, you're getting hit. Is what's happening. 
Um, whipped around. It's not gonna be nice. It's gonna hurt, man. Oh, why, why did it do that? Oh, I see. Okay, there we go. Sorry. Six. Okay. Here comes the second one. Seven. Okay. But they don't do much. Okay, so essentially, two very thick twined wicks snake out of the uh, snake out of the wax and smack you twice. And uh, as you kind of look back to see what the hell has hit you, a uh, humanoid being made of ropes dripping with wax and slightly burning with an emerald flame kind of rises up out of the wax. Uh, it is a rope golem that is covered in wax. It is not a wax golem. Close. Sorry, no, no, very <laughs> close. Very, very close. I was impressed. I was like, damn it. He knew it was a golem? <laughs> I fight that. of the ancient temple. Will they prevail against the rope and wax golem? Will they find the secrets of the winged serpent? And will they survive the wrath of the ruby planetar? Join us next week for the next installment of The Great Old Ones.